Hey everyone, welcome to the Roast West Coast Podcast. In season one, we're not only bringing you the stories of incredible coffee roasters from North County, San Diego, but we're trying to get a little smarter about coffee as well. Every week, we're visited by my personal coffee sensei, Chris O'Brien, the owner and operator of Coffee Cycle in Pacific Beach, San Diego. Each week, he'll try to make me and us a little coffee smarter by sharing some of his coffee knowledge. This week, we're talking about water. How hot should it be? How much should we use? How long should we let our coffee grind steep? It seems like a lot, but Chris breaks it all down for us and reminds us just to chill out a little bit. Be sure to subscribe to the Roast West Coast newsletter for updates, recaps, and much more coffee content at roastwestcoast.com. And now, it's time to get a little coffee smarter and for another cup of coffee. Chris, welcome back to Roast West Coast. I'm, I'm excited and shocked that you came back. I, I am too, honestly. Uh, I'm a little shocked, but I just I just couldn't help myself. I, I had to. I had to help educate you about coffee. It, it was like a moral imperative. I feel like you saw what a lost cause I was on the first one, and you thought this will be the thing that gets me some like good karma points for the week. Ryan, I've known you were a lost cause for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this week, I want to ask you three things about water, because water is... Water is essential to everything, but especially to coffee. When we're brewing coffee in the morning, does the ratio of water to coffee beans matter? Does the length that the beans sit in that water matter? And is there a rule about how hot that water should be? Well, this is a great set of questions because, as you pointed out, water is is most of what we're drinking when we drink coffee. That being said, drink water with your coffee too because you do need to stay hydrated and coffee and alone will not do it. Um, But yes, water is the most important thing other than coffee that you're putting into the drink. So to answer your questions, uh, the ratio of water to coffee beans, does it matter? Absolutely. There are organizations out there that do nothing but coffee. And the main one that we talk about in the coffee business is the Specialty Coffee Association. Specialty Coffee Association has a specific ratio of coffee to water that they say is ideal. That ratio is 16 to 1, 16 grams of water for every one gram of coffee beans. Most people at home probably aren't weighing their water or weighing their coffee. Maybe they are. That's great. People do it with tablespoons, teaspoons, cups, quarts, whatever it is, uh, the lines on your coffee maker. Um, But yes, basically, you don't have to be the SCA 16 to 1 perfect. I even prefer my coffee often at a 15 to 1 to a 16 to 1. But basically, find a ratio that you like and stick with it. As with anything, only change one variable at a time. So if you're changing your ratio, don't mess with your length of brewing time or temperature of water, which were the other two questions you asked me. So ratio, does it matter? Yes. Is there a perfect ideal ratio? SCA says yes, and it's 16 to 1. But really what matters most is, do you like it? If you do, stick to that ratio. And I'll say, I'll just jump in and say that when you talk about most people maybe not measuring at home, I never measured at home until I learned that. I bought like a $10 kitchen scale off of Amazon, which kind of felt guilty about because I'd rather go to the local hardware store, but we're in a pandemic. So I ordered it and I measured basically once and just made some little marks on like all my different on my French press and on my thing. And so now I just 
dump it into that so I know what I'm doing. I love it. That sounds great. Yeah, I would I would eyeball it back uh, before I owned a scale. I'd look at the level, usually French press was what I used to use, and I'd say, okay, if I fill it up the depth of my thumb knuckle, you know, and then fill it up to the top, you know, and that was that was how I did it back then. But uh, but yeah, you just find some way to be consistent about it, and that's your ratio. Okay, so we still have the length of brewing and the temperature to talk about. Exactly. So the length of brewing doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Ryan, you like to belittle your own coffee knowledge, but obviously you set me up some good questions here. So the length of brewing matters. It will change a bit depending on your brewing method and how much you're brewing. So if you're brewing two gallons for your local church gathering, or if you're at a shop and you're brewing a gallon and a half, or if you're brewing just a cup for yourself, those might change a little bit. But generally, if you want to simplify it, you always want to be brewing somewhere between three and six minutes. That's pretty good up to like a gallon or so. So three to six minutes. So a French press, you're doing like four to six minutes. Um, If you have one of those little pour over things like, you know, the Melita cone that your grandma had or the Hario V60 or Chemex that your hipster friend has down the hallway, that's going to be three to four minutes, maybe five. But yeah, three to six minutes is a great brewing time. It does relate to how fine you grind the coffee, how small the pieces of particles of coffee are. But it's nice to simplify it and just say, hey, three to six minutes Find the time that you like best for the thing that you do consistently every day. Find that time and stick with it. And again, only mess with one variable at a time. And can I assume that leaving it in for longer on the six-minute side, it's going to... How does that affect the flavor versus shorter? No, that's great. When you brew it for too short, it can often taste sour or metallic. Um, When you brew it for too long, it tastes... Usually people describe it as tasting too bitter. It's a funny thing to say because... All coffee tastes bitter, but there's good bitter, right? Like dark chocolate is bitter, but we like dark chocolate. I mean, maybe you're more of a milk chocolate guy. I'm not here to judge. Bitter is not uh, not necessarily a bad flavor, but there are, there are flavors that come out that people tend to describe as bitter when you brew it for too long. If you brew it at seven minutes or eight minutes, um, a lot of those flavors are better described as astringent, um, which can be like drying in your mouth, like tannic, like a really tannic wine or just kind of mouth puckery, not not sour, but you know, there's there's a bunch of ways that coffee can taste bad. <laughs> if you've ever gotten that diner coffee, you, you probably have experimented with some of them. But yeah, if you want to make the best cup of coffee possible, you just stick to that three to six minutes, you go too far, it tastes rubbery, bitter, astringent, asphalty, however you want to describe it. If you do too short a time, less than three minutes, it might taste sour, it might taste salty, it might might taste metallic. Got it. Okay. So last thing was temperature. Temperature. All right. Temperature is one of my favorites because, you know, coffee science has kind of changed a little bit in the last decade or two. Um, We started using tools in the coffee industry that other industries have had access to that we didn't have access to. Um, But again, just to simplify it down and not get too into it, as you know that I am prone to do, temperature, there's a minimum temperature that we like for brewing coffee. It's 195 degrees. Some people will tell you that you don't want to go over 204 or over 208. I say, screw that. Anywhere from 195 to 212 is going to be just fine. All right. The only complication that you get from temperature is people talk about cold brew. Well, I want to brew cold brew in my refrigerator or on my countertop. And that's great. If you want to do it in your refrigerator or on your countertop, 
you're going to need a lot more time. So I said three to six minutes. If you're doing it with cold water, that ain't going to cut it. Uh, You're going to want 12 to 24 hours. So yeah, you want to stick to that 195 to 212 if you're brewing anything hot. And if you're trying to do some sort of cold brew method, then you're going to want 12 to 24 hours because the water temperature isn't hot enough to to get everything in the that short amount of time. You need a lot more time. Well, I think uh, that's going to take us right up to the limit for today. Chris, thank you again for joining me. Thank you for coming back. And I look forward to chatting you chatting with you again next week. Oh, it's always a treat, Ryan. I'm always so happy to share this coffee, coffee knowledge with you and talk about coffee. And heck, I'm even drinking coffee right now. Talk to you soon, bud. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roast West Coast podcast and for getting smarter with me and Chris today. This episode was sponsored by Emmy and Lil Jewelry. Go to emmyandlil.com to check out their crafted by hand jewelry, unique rings, necklaces, earrings, and more made with vintage tools one at a time. That's emmyandlil.com. Chris will be back next week and we'll talk all about how coffee is processed. For example, what does it mean when a coffee is natural or washed? If you want to learn more about Chris and his shop, Coffee Cycle, check out at coffee-cycle on Instagram or go right to www.coffee-cycle.com. You can learn more about the shop and order some coffee or some swag. There are links in this show's notes. I'm glad you're joining me for the next few months to meet the coffee roasters of North County, San Diego, episodes with Zumbar Coffee and Tea founder Steve Rail and the founder of Steady State Roasting, Elliot Reinecke, are already out. Listen to them. They're everywhere. You're listening to this show, so I know you can find them. And you're already excited about coffee. Next week, we'll meet Matt De La Rosa. He's the founder and head roaster at the award-winning Ironsmith Coffee Roasters in Encinitas, California. Look for that show wherever you're listening to great podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, basically everywhere, on Tuesday, November 24th. And Chris will be back on Friday right after Thanksgiving. Listen, review, and share this show with a coffee-drinking friend. This episode of the Roast West Coast Podcast has been produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the bonus content at roastwestcoast.com and be swell out there. Try to stay sane and always drink good coffee.